I don't know. Are you telling me that Jerry Jones is on a mission to find some glory hole out in San Fran? All I'm telling you is that's the pregame speech uh, Sunday <laughs> night before the team <laughs> runs out of the field. Well, old Jerry's been thinking about glory hole in the shower. Look out, Dallas Cowboys about may roll shower. this weekend. I have been. I have been. <laughs> uh, I'm actually uh, really looking forward to that game. I think that's going to be a fantastic game. I'm looking I forward really to uh, every single game this weekend. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And OU is very well represented this weekend, which I guess out of the eight quarterbacks left, you've got three former Big 12 quarterbacks, which remember about four years ago when we had the conversation of, dang, uh, you have Big 12 quarterbacks that throw for a ton of yards in this league, but no one really goes off and does anything in the NFL. Well, Patrick Mahomes might be the best in the league. Brock Purdy has been the surprise of the league. And Jalen Hurts might be the MVP of the league this year. That's kind of flipped. I got a uh, somewhat embarrassing admission to make. I. When you were talking about the eight quarterbacks, I was just kind of scanning all the games. I don't even remember where Daniel Jones played college ball. He was at Duke. That's why you don't remember. Ah, Duke. Okay. Because we don't. Re- Do we know for sure if Duke has a football program? Do we know? Has anyone ever actually seen them on TV before? <laughs> they do have a football program. Matter of fact, um, we were just talking about Duke. I think last week. We were? You and I were. Oh, uh-huh. man, it is the offseason. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, I think someone opens up with them in non-conference, or maybe they opened up with them in non-conference this year, and we were talking about someone. But I can't, uh, that's all I've got. I can yeah. verify that they've got a football team. That's where it stops. So uh, if Baker was playing this weekend in a game of this magnitude, people would be going nuts. Like two hours of our content today would be centered around you know, Baker with the chance to play in an AFC or an NFC championship. Which uh, former Sooner in your mind do you think people are rooting for the hardest? And obviously, Text Line will help us out with this. Is it CD with the Cowboys? Is it Jalen Hurts with the Eagles? Those are probably your best bet. Um, I don't know I don't if Lane know. Johnson. What Cincy, dude? Um, we got the yeah, backfield at Cincy. Yeah, well, yeah, throw that in there, too. That, that's good. I'm just interested in where everyone's rooting interest from an OU perspective is. Like, how they feel about Jalen Hurts. Is CD the top one? Do they like the running back duo in Cincy? I find that fascinating. I think um, it's probably CD Lamb. Uh, he's on he's on track to, to be one of maybe the elite receiver in the NFL. I mean, there's, there's a big group of guys. It's hard to separate the guys at the top, but I think he was, was he second team all pro this year. That's not Pro Bowl. That's all pro, which is the best in the league at the position. So at that point, you probably whittled it down to five guys, five wide receivers, and I think that's voted in by the players. So that that is very very telling uh, with CD. So check he's out definitely this, got a lot. Check of out this quote. This is from an NFL NFL personnel executive. Quote. He's almost unguardable because of his combination of size and speed. His releases have really improved, too. Yeah. Excellent route runner, great hands, good toughness. He's a team guy. You saw him over there. That was Uh, cool with Maher. Yeah. It was. That was a very good look for CD. And and Tommy McDonald, I think, is the only former OU wide receiver in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But CD is kind of well on his way to – 
being widely considered as like one of the top two OU wide receivers, like how they fared in the league. So off to a yeah. pretty good start. Off to a great start. What did he go for this year, yards wise? I'm pulling it up. Had to be really, really impressive. Um, yeah. He. Oh no, that's that was just last week. He. I. I was not shocked to see how high he was drafted and to see how well he's done in the league. Now, I did worry, admittedly, whenever he went to Dallas. Uh, I was like, oh, boy, this, you know, this could go a couple of different ways. But he's been a big part of their success. Yeah, he, he had 107 catches, 1,359 yards, really, really good season, nine That'll touchdowns, play. stud. Uh, by the way, good point on the text line. Actually, Tyler, there's technically four quarterbacks. You forgot about Blake Bell. So, yes, there are four oh. Big 12 quarterbacks that will be playing this weekend. Not all of them will be playing at quarterback, but who cares? Still four former Big 12 quarterbacks. Uh, text line from the 918, rooting for Lane Johnson and Trent Williams. Hashtag is Lane O-line playing? I don't, is, I don't know if he's playing. I think he's yeah, questionable no, he is. going into the game, isn't he? No, is well, he? Well, he had um, go back on his Twitter page. And he had this really cool video. Of course, he has a wrestling belt. Like, this guy's made for the WWE. And he all but announced his return, I think, for... Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. It was. I think it was a week ago today when he did that. All right. Well, that's big. Um, he's... Uh, they need him in that game. Uh, it's, it would be, it'd be very difficult. Uh, I, I guess I shouldn't say very difficult, but... I guess it's more more so like if they beat New York and make it to the next round with the rushers that you have from Dallas and San Francisco, I, you need your all-pro right tackle. Yeah. So. I, I don't want to say like one of the more surprising careers because he was drafted like top ten, but admittedly yeah. when he got drafted that high out of OU, like he was a good offensive lineman, but I don't know if he was just – like, I, I didn't see the dominance from him at tackle that, you know, he was going to go on and have, like, just an, a legit Pro Bowl career. The Eagles saw what – I mean, what's happened, man. He's been awesome. Well, I, no one no one saw Lane Johnson getting drafted where he did and playing at the level he has. The dude, I – you know, he was a – he was he – was, he wasn't a, a lockdown star, three-year starter at tackle at Oklahoma. He was a JC transfer that came in, transitioned to tackle, I think had one full year as a starter, and I think it was it was good. It was okay. I mean, it wasn't anything that would lead you to believe that he was going to be a, a top-ten draft pick. And then he weighed in at like, 310 and ran like a 4640 at the combine and that changed everything i don't know what it was it was it was incredibly fast like his statistics at the combine and pro day uh, he got drafted on that that's what he got drafted on and it's it's worked out magnificently he's grown into an excellent tackle and tackle is a position you get better with time. I mean, guys start playing their best tackle whenever they're around 30 years old. Yeah. So, Peyton says, I love Creed Humphrey and Orlando Brown for Chief, Chiefs reason, though. Ha-ha. 
LOL, we have four linemen playing this weekend. That's crazy. And all four are at the top of their positions, too. Also, the Chiefs have James Winchester. Yeah. I don't know. You know, the Chiefs' situation is interesting. I think they're going to beat Jacksonville, and I think they're going to beat them handily. Um, nothing is guaranteed, especially in the playoffs, but Jacksonville's far outmatched, and, and Kansas City's been coasting into this point. I think they're about to burst onto the scene here and remind everyone how good they are. But, you know, I've been an anti-Kansas City Chiefs guy, mainly because of Mahomes' uh, wife and brother, but they've gone quiet this year. So it's much more difficult to hate the Kansas City Chiefs right now. (laughs) Um, I love that, which I agree with. Jackson Mahomes is a reason to dislike the Kansas City Chiefs. Surely we can all agree with that. Uh, That's why I was jumping up and down in my sister's uh, living room last year whenever the Bengals were making that comeback. It was fantastic. Rooting for Cincinnati for sure. The Cowboys suck. Um, Love that one. (laughs) This one says, uh, sorry, Jalen Hurts is not not an OU quarterback. He's just not. Does anyone else feel that way? Does Jalen Hurts feel that way? It's maybe a better question. Uh, he was he was a he was a mercenary, a one year mercenary. That's fine. What we do is the protocol for that means if he does something bad, we say he wasn't an OU quarterback. If he goes and wins the Super Bowl, we graphic the hell out of it. Yes, and uh, yes. he was ours. And I don't wrong. see anything wrong with that. That's the way you should go about it. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Uh, brilliant. Everyone that's ever known Jalen Hurts will be using that if he wins the Super Bowl, right? Just plaster it right up there on the social media. Started here. Uh, Lane Johnson and Trent Williams, best tackles? Asked Stewart. Yeah, maybe. uh, Best right tackle and best left tackle. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that there's much of an argument, frankly. Kendall says Jalen Hurts is an OU quarterback 100%. Sugar Shane in Newcastle says, I feel weird accepting him as an OU quarterback. It's kind of awkward. Why, why do you think it, that is? Because it was a one-year rental? I mean, you had a yeah. good year. I mean, you made it to the playoff with him. It's not like you rolled off a 7-5 and five or anything like that. Yeah, it was a one-year rental from the team that uh, pounded us in the playoff <laughs> that season. Yeah. Uh, in yeah. 18, yeah. they beat us, and we, we get their quarterback, and I know he was the backup to Tua at that point, but – you know, it was like he's using us. I we we know what's going on here. That's fine. Like we all understand that it was strictly transactional, and I I got no problem with it. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna transfer in one season, be a quarterback at Oklahoma and win over. Well, I guess you could do it, but. For the most part, you're not going to do that and win over the hearts and minds of Sooner fans. I, that's not a very compelling story that gets everyone to really fall in love with you. Now, they're going to cheer like hell for you and want you to win everything that you do, but to see someone come from the bottom to the top, that is what's compelling. That is a story that people get behind, and that is why Baker Mayfield – 
is as big as he is around here, regardless of what happens in the NFL. It doesn't even matter. No, it's never play another point. snap in the NFL. Yeah, it's I, already cemented here. If, if Jalen Hurts cared about being labeled as a true OU quarterback by OU fans, which I can assure you, it doesn't seem like he does. Um, he could have helped himself out a lot more with that. He just he was. Um, what's a good word to describe how he was when he was around here? Almost like I I, I don't know. It, it, it was just it was it was a little awkward when he was here in in some circumstances and his response to some questions. Like, it's almost like he wasn't here. Yeah, I I know I know I I remember the season. Remember all the games. The, the highs and the lows, but I in interviews and everything, it, it's just, uh, no, he's, he's, he was for the most part a coach speak guy. I mean, he did all the right, said all the right things in an interview, didn't really reveal any personality. I, there was nothing to gravitate towards. And that's not a, I, I'm not trying to knock him for that. It's just kind of the nature of how it went down. I mean, it, it's, it's not like Carolina Panthers fans are going to be sitting around having the discussion uh, next year of whether or not Baker Mayfield is a real Carolina quarterback. You know, he's there one year. That I know Hurts had way more success, but I, it was a it was a transactional thing. Not a lot of emotion from one side to the other, and that's fine. Here is probably his most memorable quote. <laughs> Ooh, that was that one was interesting. Week of OU Texas. He was right though. He was he. He even put the ball on the turf out there, using it as a uh, as a crutch, trying to get out of the pocket. Still won the football game, man. If anything, ball behind the back. He, yeah. If anything, he made that season. Uh. Very entertaining. <laughs> very, very entertaining. It's a one-man show. Oh, yeah, that was pretty good, too. Um, for the 405, please don't tell me we're talking about Jalen being a Bama or Sooner guy on an OU text line, LOL. I'm just repeating what <laughs> someone else texted, that they said he's not a Sooner guy. Not even close. Well, he, he's not a... I don't even know how he views it, and maybe that's that's a very important part of it. Like, if he if he viewed himself as an Oklahoma quarterback, if he was back around here, and you know, which he has been back, I, I do need and, to say and that. And I think when he was first in the league, I don't know what he says now. Text line, correct me if I'm wrong on this. I feel like he said University of Oklahoma. In like the Sunday night, you know how they do the starting lineups. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. Say, I, I feel like he said OU like early on in his career. Well, you know, I, I think that, like if if he wore it on the sleeve that he played at OU, I think then people would kind of reciprocate that. But you know, he's if he does that, he angers a bunch of you know the Alabama fans. It's, he's really, if you put yourself in his shoes, he's not in a very good spot. <laughs> like. You don't want – it's better to say nothing at all because you don't want to alienate an entire fan base, and they're not small fan bases. Yeah. Uh, he spent a lot of time with elementary kids. I knew him when he was here. He's a really great guy. And then we have uh, no OU DNA. 
So we have everything from he doesn't have the OU DNA to he was really awesome when he was here and spent a lot of time with kids. So, well, I, you th- know, he, I thought that there might be that. He came back for the Champu barbecue uh, to help with that and and speak at that and be around the the recruits and, and come in for the staff. So, like, he's done some stuff for Oklahoma, but I don't know. Uh, I'll go back to my original statement. When he does something good, he's an OU quarterback. <laughs> yes. If he does something bad, he's an Alabama quarterback. Yeah, I think that's what they tell the graphics department over there at OU. Like, hey, what do we do about Jalen Hurts? And they just recite exactly what you said. Well, we'll wait and see. We'll let you know. <laughs> well, I don't know. Good luck to him. If, if he's healthy and he's ready to go and he can run the ball and – have full range of that offense, then they're going to be really tough to beat. It's going to be a good playoffs, I feel like. All right, quick timeout. Opening timeout here from Riverwind Casino. Stop in and see us. They've got all kinds of great promotions going on. And uh, they've opened up a big chunk here. They've been doing some construction, but the majority is open now. So come and see us out here at Riverwind. It's a Friday on the rush. Join us on the Air Coverage Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman with you on this Friday afternoon. And before we get back to the text line, I got a little uh, OU trivia question for you. A little random OU trivia question on a for Friday me, afternoon. Yeah, uh-huh. This should be pretty simple. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll take the under, please. Um, OU's top five. Career big playlist. Plays of 40 yards or more. I have the top five sitting right in front of me. Which Sooner has had the most big plays in his career? Plays of 40 yards or more. Not currently on the team. I'm talking about all time. Can you tell me the number? Who has, what, like, what the number is? Um, the number of big plays, not the jersey yes. number, correct? 24. Yeah, the number of 24. 24 20, the number one player has 24 plays of 40 or more yards. Does that include pass plays, like if you're the quarterback? It's not. I'll just tell you it's not a quarterback. Okay. I'm not a quarterback um, in the top five of this. Billy Sims. Um, Joe... Washington. It, wait, is Billy Sims your your guess for number one? Oh, I'm. I, I was. I was going to guess like the top five. Oh yeah. Well, um, n- n- my guess for number one would be, yeah, Billy Sims. Yeah, Billy Sims isn't even in the top five. Really? Yeah. And and by the way, this stat is uh, courtesy of friend of the show, OU historian Mike Brooks. Number five. Oh, dang it! I was going to attack the authenticity of the. Uh, <laughs> you can't now. It's Mike you Brooks. You can't. Uh, Demon Parker is number five with twenty. Wow. Okay. Yeah, twenty plays of forty yards or more. Marvin Mims and Hollywood Brown are tied at three with twenty-two apiece. Okay. Broyles is number two with twenty-three, and just above him at twenty-four plays, a guy that we talked about last segment, C.D. Lamb. Most big plays in OU uh, in OU history. Wow, I, I it makes sense, but I just would not have I would not have guessed that. I thought that I, what Billy Sims. I think he played he played four seasons. He played a season after he won the Heisman Trophy, right? I 
I would just assume as many carries and as many yards as he had, he broke a ton of forty yarders. But no, they actually that's interesting tackled. That they actually Parker's tackled the back only... then, Teddy, back in the seventies. Right. No doubt that uh, Demond Parker being on there was is a bit of a shock. I was thinking about Adrian Peterson, but I was like, he just didn't play long enough. You know who? See, like Demond Parker was surprising to you. You know who was surprising to me was Marvin Mims, and I know that his first two years were really, you know, they were good. He was a leading receiver. But this year, like, he, he, he dropped some wide-open balls down the field. I just I, – I wouldn't have guessed that he was top three. Obviously, I'm wrong because he what, is. Now, how many did he have? What was his number? He, he was tied with Marquise Hollywood-Brown with 22. Well, he – I know of one drop that would have put him over that <laughs> number. He, he would have beat Hollywood-Brown. Uh, if he catches all the wide-open passes number this year, he's two. number one. He leads everyone. Well, he just well, I don't think so. I, I mean, he had some drops, he had some bad moments, but I can only think of the one deep ball that was like laid in there for him that he. Well, no, that's not true. There's one that he kind of got spun around on. Are you talking about there the one at West? Vir- you talking about the one at West Virginia? Is that the one you're thinking of? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I think we had one at home. Um. It may have been Baylor. Was it Baylor whenever he lost it in the lights and was kind of spinning around? I think it may have been. I can't remember. Uh, Text line says, how is Corey Corey Heineke 69-yard thick six not on the list? (laughs) He's on the list um, of – he's he's got one play. (laughs) One play of 40 or more yards. So I don't know where that puts him on the list. He's down there quite a bit, but he is, in fact, on the list. Uh, Demond Parker was a home run threat every play. Says Patrick, it's very, yeah. very true. And he um, he left a year early, so that's right. Who knows what he accomplishes if he stays for? I guess it would have been the '99 season. That's one of those fun uh, what ifs. Like uh, it's not that fun. Well, because it's, it's if not, he but. if he would have stayed, uh, we would have won a national championship in 2003. Yeah, because. Because Quentin Griffin had to... doesn't – yeah, he red shirts in 99, sure. Yeah. So, come on. Like, that's that's who we should be attacking. Joking, clearly. But... No, if you want to, that's fine. We can. That's <laughs> how we can spend our day, if that's what you'd like to do. <laughs> Blame it on a guy that went to the NFL five years previous. Um, we're talking about Jalen Hurts last segment, and um, someone was saying, by God, if he says OU in the Sunday night football intro, he's a Sooner. That's right. Whoever he says that week in the starting lineup, I, that is – if it's a playoff and he says Oklahoma, then lock yeah. it in for one week until next week's starting lineups. So, I mean, yeah, he was Heisman runner-up in his only year at OU. And I, yeah, I feel right. like the thought for most people was, yeah, I mean, he's, he's good, but come on, he's no, he's no Baker or Kyler. Like, let's not get silly here. Like, come on. Well, he's having a better career than both of those guys up to this point. Like, how 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 surprised are you that he's had the? And, and it's really just been this year, I guess. But how surprised are you that he's had the amount of success he's had in this league? Um, because I'll be honest, I never thought he was going to have a year like this. No, I I I didn't. Um, I'm I'm very shocked. Now, I saw that uh, he's a big incredibly strong athlete. I, I just didn't know if he had the precision of as a passer for the NFL. He's clearly 
a fantastic runner with the football. He's he's tough to bring down. He's a load, um, you know, and that can be dangerous the way that he – like the way he ran the football in 2019, uh, you don't last long in the NFL doing that. Um, you know, he was our leading rusher that year. 233 attempts, 1,300 yards, and 20 touchdowns. And he had 3,800 yards passing, right at 70% completion percentage, 32 touchdowns, eight interceptions. I mean, he accounted for 52 touchdowns. It's an incredible season that he put together. It really is. is. Well, it's MVP worthy. That's what it is. Yeah. Yep. And I think that holds up. Uh, Yeah. Here's an interesting text, Friday text. What is your opinion on OU's single greatest play? Any season? Mine is Torrance Marshall's interception at Texas A&M. Hmm. Mine would yeah. be the 2002 OU Alabama game where Teddy was trying to field an onside kick, but he got his legs taken out from behind him. He <laughs> dropped it and Alabama recovered. I think that's the greatest play in OU history. Uh, yeah, we were we – were... Trying to bring some drama to uh, well, you'd su- to the stadium you succeeded. that week. Trust me. Uh, you know it's going to be hard. At least from my perspective, obviously my my history doesn't go back that far, but it's going to be hard for me to come up with something better than the suggested play. I any play from that season is uh, you can look at it as a, as a pivotal play and if it's not made you don't win a national championship that's hard to compete with right if if you say if Torrance Marshall doesn't intercept that pass and return it for a touchdown against A&M I we don't we don't win a national championship perhaps that season that's it's hard to compete with something like that yeah well I think uh was the game just coming back from break on TV like they had just flipped like the scoreboard back on the screen to get back to action and, You're asking the wrong guy. Yeah, that's true. I am asking the wrong guy. And they like I, I feel like it just go it comes back from commercial break. They just flip it back on and then like bam, like oh okay, Torrance Marshall's got the football and he's running it back for a touchdown. Like the catalyst yeah. for that team was the defense and like they came up with the biggest score of the year. And what people forget too is you know, he takes that back 35-31. And it's almost as if the story goes, and then that was it. The game was just over after that. Yeah, there was right. still some time on the clock, but A&M just conceded after that and said, oh, Torrance Marshall has the pick six, then we're just not going to play anymore. A&M had a drive, like, inside the 10, I think on the very next possession yeah. that you had guys had to stop. fourth and goal from, like, the four-yard line yeah. to win the game. So <laughs> it, it got interesting after that. Yeah, Ante Jones six. made the play. Uh, really nice play, batted a ball, ball away. Um yeah, it's uh, there was a bunch of bunch of plays that year. You can go to that Nebraska game. You can go to, um, well, heck, in the national championship, Torrance Marshall had an interception in the national championship game. Yeah, you know, and, and as close as that game was the whole whole way, everything mattered in that one too. So, but that that one's a hard one to, because like, because that's kind of the play of that season that you think of during the regular season, right? I mean that one maybe maybe a handful of other ones, but that one was like kind of the. I think it has to be towards Marshall's pick six. I, I think it was the greatest play of the 2000 season. In right. fact, I think and, it's the greatest play since then. I think. Well, I mean that team won a championship, so I guess it kind of has to be. But yeah, still, still, still today, the greatest play since then.
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I you know, I gotta find me arguing with it. I've been uh saying for a long time there should be a statue of it outside the stadium. Why don't you go build it? Or fund it. One or the other. <laughs> you just want a statue of everything on campus. I don't have the resources to do either one of those things. I could see you. Can you imagine what a 20-foot bronze statue of Torrance Marshall would look like if I tried to do it? He'd try to fight you once he saw it in person for the first time. (laughs) Seriously? That's what you think of me? That's what you think I look like? Uh, No, it's not what I think of you. It's just I don't have the skill set required to be able to show everyone what I think. Yeah. Yeah, that would be bad. Uh, let's retroactively give Torrance a second ring for that year, says the text line. Uh, the block punt against Nebraska by Josh Norman completely changed Huge. the game around. Without that, you probably lose that game, or at least fairly probable. Yep. I think he scored a – didn't he score a touchdown on the on end series around. before that? I think on an end around he scored, yeah. I think he scored – we kicked off. I think we forced a three and out, and then he blocked a punt, if I remember right. And then I think we didn't score on that, though, did we? Um, I think he got a field goal on that drive. I field goal say. out of it, yeah. yeah. Greatest play, Holloway to Keith Jackson, bomb in 86 Orange Bowl versus Penn State. That's from Mark and Round Rock. Um, See, and that that's a, that's a uh, national championship winning play, right? Isn't that the – year they won the national championship yeah yeah well yeah that was the essentially kind of the national championship game yeah yeah 86 orange bowl 85 season right and i would say um what was the didn't they do the end around to beat nebraska to go to that or something was that well they had i think it was 85 they they beat nebraska at home in 85 and you're talking about the end around to keith jackson yeah yeah you're right yeah so that was that was earlier that season to beat Nebraska to go to play Penn State, right? But I think, yeah, but I think in '85, like I, I don't think that that was a game winner. I think OU handled Nebraska in '85, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're right. I'm just saying that it's like it's oh sure, it's no, pivotal, it's still iconic. Well, yeah, 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 they yeah, won a yeah. championship that season. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah that, that right. play's still iconic today. Wasn't necessarily pivotal. Tight in reverse in, is what it was in, in '85. That's that's what it was. Right. I don't know. You can you think of any others? Can I think like, of any there, other great plays some, in OU history? Like, yeah, I could do that until well, six o'clock today. I mean, that are worth mentioning. That may be the greatest play ever. Um, it didn't have nearly like if you just want to talk about greatest individual play ever, it does not have the stakes of like an 85 or 2000 season, but the still photo of C.D. Lamb and like five Texas defenders basically set yeah. up at every single part where he couldn't get by them and he still scores a touchdown, like greatest individual effort or play, like that's, that's pretty good. I know Texas was not great that year and, you know, tackling is an optional thing these days, but when you look at the still frame, it's like how did he score on that play? I'll give you one. Um, because now we didn't win a a national championship, but the, this play, like we were coming off the 2014 bad year. Um, coach Stoops made changes. 
Lincoln, it's Lincoln Riley's offense. Up to this point, they'd been okay. They hadn't been great. And we go to Tennessee, Woo. and they get they get stuffed for a big chunk of that football game. And then Baker Mayfield makes that incredible play uh, to score the touchdown when he's scrambling around crazy. And was it P. Ryan he f- ended up finding? Yep, correct. For the touchdown? I, that play, I I don't know how he made it. In that atmosphere, that environment, people trying to drag him to the ground all game, and like if he doesn't make that play, like I don't know what happens the rest of that year. We were at a crossroads at that point. And that, oh, buddy, that yeah. win changed kind of the trajectory of the program at the time. So I, I'd say that's that's got to be on the list for me. Uh, text them in, folks, 651-3439. Quick break here from Riverwind. Stay tuned. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, you'll love this one. I just got it on Twitter. Corey Keefe says, uh, Ronaldo, <laughs> Ronaldo works miracle run against Alabama at home. And he spelled out Alabama. <laughs> uh, that yeah, was a crazy play. That's funny. That was a crazy, crazy play. It wasn't wow. looking good at that time. I remember that. And the shovel pass happens and turns the game around. No. Did- no, it was not. <laughs> Did you see what uh, OU's new recruiting class is ranked for 2023? The one that just signed? I did not see it, but I heard by listening. This is why I listened to. You listened to the show today. uh, How about that? Makes me feel good. That's why I always listen to Load Up at (laughs) 2 o'clock with you and Parker Thune because I stay up to date on all the recruiting news. So we've moved from five to four how about that is it weird to say top four class can i say top four do i still have to say top five but they have the number four class i'm just trying to i think if you're number if you're number four you don't say top five you say we made the final four made the final four in recruiting that's okay yeah that's all you have to do yeah Yeah. like i opened up Uh, uh what'd you call it load up as i as i uh opened up load up today i said thank you coach prime Appreciate you. Didn't think I'd be thanking you for anything, but thank you for stealing Miami's five-star at corner to drop them in the rankings and let OU have the number four class. Thank you, Coach Prime. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know when. Like, because on three already kind of re-rated the players. I don't know when. Kind of the rest are going to do it. Two four seven. Two four seven is going to do whoever. it soon. And on load up yesterday, Parker, I said, "Hey, are we going to see a similar jump for Atabare for Jackson? Those guys are already ranked high, but are we going to see them rise up even more? Just like the on three rankings." And his thought was, and I agree with it, is yes. And the reason why I think right. that is because of how they performed in Orlando, in front of everyone in that industry. You may not like Jackson Arnold. They have him. I believe this is two four seven. Maybe this is their comp- no. That's their composite. Sorry, uh, the composite had him at six. Um, I'm not sure what two four seven has him ranked, but yeah, I'm sure it's going to end up 
at least like he may not end up going higher than number six, like where he's at in the composite. But I think Adabare they had him at like twenty five in the composite. Yeah, he's going to uh, go see, way above Arnold's that. I number would guess. eleven in the twenty four seven rankings. Arnold's eleven. And you've got Adabare. So he may get a bump there. Yeah, because he was the third-ranked quarterback with the new on three rankings. PJ's all the way back at 37, and that's that's going to change with the newest rankings update. That'll change. He, they, right. 24-7, doesn't, they don't even have him as a five-star. He'll get his fifth star when they update that ranking. Oh, yeah. At least Absolutely. better, or we riot. We riot. We go to Nashville. <laughs> Uh, I said we'd do a riot anyway. I said we riot anyways, sure. whether he gets it or not. Peyton Bowen. Deal? Peyton Bo- Yes, deal. Just tell me where. Uh, Peyton Bowen was at 52. He's a four-star. Good chance he gets his fifth. So. Yeah, what's the deal with 247 having those guys rated so low? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. They're, like, and for those of you that are confused saying, wait, I thought he was a five-star. He is a composite five-star. That's like the average of all of the recruiting services where they have him ranked. But some individual services don't have each player as a five-star, as I just mentioned. Yeah. Like, there's a there's a little bit of crossover. Uh, what is it? I think this year there was like 30, 32 guys that were five-stars and – you know, there's a little bit of crossover between those guys, and kind of at the tail end of that, you'll see some guys that are a five star at one place and aren't at the other. So, yeah, I'm about to. Uh, yeah, I think. That, go no, go ahead. I, I was going to switch topics. Go ahead. No, I was just I was just going to say I think they've got a, I think they got a pretty good chance to, uh, to end up bumping up that, that list maybe a little bit more. And I don't know if it's going to be enough that would move them into the number three slot, but I, I do think that they're going to be redirected upwards. I'm about to shut off all the responses for greatest play ever when I see crap like this. Marcus Walker's pick six against Boise to seal the Fiesta Bowl. Not funny. No one's laughing. Mm. Yeah. Dang. Talk yeah. about an incredibly high moment after trailing the entire game only to be just crushed in the end. That was rough. Yeah. Didn't we have, what was it, like fourth and 20 or something? I, I, I don't know. I think it was fourth and 87 when they completed that, that play. <laughs> I'm convinced. I'm, uh, uh, it was fourth and very, very long. Um, we're, we're getting a whole lot of Superman play, by the way. We didn't even mention it last segment, but. Yeah, obviously that yeah. has to be in consideration. Right. What did you think about that? Did you think that was a great play, the Superman play? Yeah. But I think it was a great play. I think it was an awesome ending to a football game. Um, I think it was awesome the venue it happened in and the team it happened against. But we would have won the game had it not happened. Mm. But they weren't they weren't gonna go ninety nine yards on us and score a touchdown. They hadn't I don't they crossed the fifty yard line like once that day. Yeah. So Well and, and how Matt coached in that game, even if he gets to like your forty yard line with forty five seconds left, he's probably like, All right, let's go ahead and punt it here. Yeah, let's play it safe. Let's hit him <laughs> deep. Let's punt it. 
No, we're not going to go for it on fourth and three. We'll just punt it. I know what's into the wind, but we're punting it. Coach, there's 30 seconds left, and we don't have any timeouts. Well, just let our defense win it. Get the defense out there. <laughs> try, and, try and punt it off of the guy, I mean, we uh, make fun the return of, man. We, fa- we make fun of Mike Gundy for how he coaches against OU, but Mac Brown was coaching like that against OU long before Gundy was. He's the OG yeah. at it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he did. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll come back and wrap up hour number one here from Riverwind next.